It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Welcome to the program. Mayor Peter Nystrom is with us. We were just sharing some allergy talk. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, Pete. Good to see you. Always good to see you. See, the listeners uh, had a couple of things in advance they wanted me to bring up with you. And uh, let's see, is the rotary issue gone? With the state? No. With the state? No. Um, It's still breathing? They are uh, redesigning Route 82 from what they proposed, six roundabouts. I haven't seen the outcome of that. Um, I know they were doing surveys out there again recently in the last month. when I talked to Scott Bushy over DOT, they anticipated uh, providing a, a reworked design to us towards the end of this month, June. And then there would be public discussions to follow uh, in the fall as well. So they're still, uh, <coughs> still trying, put it that way. Well, you know, the job is to address public mm-hmm. safety, and they look at the mm-hmm. road design. Um, they're looking to provide corrective measures that will keep us all safe. And I'm grateful the DOT didn't take take a step back. No. And they're looking at it further uh, beyond the original six uh, d- rotary design they had talked about. Um, they're working with us. So, again, I'm grateful for that. I think you had some good ideas how to make it safer when we spoke a while ago. So, uh, Well, there's some initial things. They could lower the speed limit right now, and then it's our job to enforce a lower speed limit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start with that immediately. Uh, clearly, the design that's there now um, almost encourages unsafe driving patterns with the, the higher speed. And I'm not talking about the posted higher speed. The state knew back in 86, 87 that the average speed on that corridor was 11 miles over the posted speed limit before they increased it 10 miles an hour each way. So, really... That's not safe. So you could, then, they could change that immediately. I mean, it wouldn't be a well, deal, I would, would hope it? that they consider doing that, even if they wait until they show us the new recommendations that they're talking about, which I have not seen. Um, I would hope they would consider lowering the speed I mean, limit. What could right it hurt? Now. wouldn't hurt anything. No, and we have to do a good, strong public relations, communicate that mm-hmm. well. The posted speed limit's lower. You come through here at higher speeds, you're going to get arrested for speeding. You know, get some... <laughs> Bigger signs or change some signs? and uh, Wayfaring or signage is very, very important on Route 82 and everywhere else across this city. There's a lot of work to do on that as we go forward. Okay. Well, there's no reason why we can't start on that one. Nope. I think it <laughs> should have started already. These but. are things that I ponder. Another question <laughs> the listener uh, asked is she she watches the hearings on <laughs> Zoom or whatever, you know, as she gets it, but she says it. It needs to be louder when people ask a question. She can't hear them with the question. Uh, we are upgrading the technology in the council chamber, also in room 335, which is also a room uh, where you have public meetings, and like Commissioner City Plan meets there, for example, like that. We are upgrading the tech. There'll be additional cameras in there. Uh, there'll be an improved speaker system. Um, I continue to remind myself and everyone else to bring the microphones closer to them when we're speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people sit back in the chair. You really can't do that. 
It's just that the design of the chairs and the size of the desk kind of lend a, a distance in between. And so we have to be more focused on that, everyone that's down there. It's a good point. Yep, people uh, listen and, uh, I mean, watch it and certainly would like more people to go. Is there a meeting tonight? Yes, there is. Okay. Yep, 7.30. And um, the agenda actually calls for us to adopt the city's budget final document tonight. It's the final, okay. Except mm-hmm. uh, the charter, when it was written, uh, the people were very smart, and they actually provided an additional week. And that's based on the fact that sometimes the state of Connecticut doesn't have a budget adopted, and we rely heavily on revenues from the state of Connecticut in different programs. So because they haven't adopted the budget yet, and they also they have to adjourn Wednesday um, this year's General Assembly basically disappears at midnight. It's called CNADA. That's when everything, all the business has to end. For example, if they didn't have a budget adopted, they'd probably have an emergency motion adopted before they adjourn CNADA, calling themselves back into special session to keep going. Sometimes that very evening, and they go through the next morning. I know, I sat up there for 18 years. It can happen. But our charter gives us an extra week. We, I don't anticipate both chambers, the House and the Senate, being able to adopt a budget in one day. And we clearly, even if that happened, we would not see the revenue estimates. We wouldn't have that information. And the state budget's a large document. Um, we're going to give ourselves that extra week that the charter allows, so we'll be moving to postpone action on those resolutions dealing with the budget till next Monday the 12th. The charter allows the city to do that. And I want our comptroller's office and the city manager's office and all the members of the council to have enough time to go through that state budget to understand what's in there, what's not. We're anticipating some possible changes in special ed revenue, but that hasn't happened. We're anticipating some possible changes in the laws that the state deals with when it comes to car taxes. The law in the state of Connecticut has never acknowledged special taxing districts. And because of that, people who live in those districts, they end up shorted. Whereas someone who doesn't live in that special district kind of gets an unwritten, unplanned benefit as far as the car tax goes. We've been working with our delegation in Hartford, our senator and our House members, to see if that can be addressed but as everything that we've talked about, it comes at a price. You know, does it make it into the budget? The budget document, there's lots of competition going on right now. You're seeing some strikes across the state. One of our local unions, 1199 SIEU, I hope I have it right. There's changed since I was up there, some of the affiliations. Uh, they're on strike. They represent um, nonprofit uh, services for people in many cases with disabilities and other things like that. They're looking for more money. I believe the teachers' unions is looking for a large influx of more money for teachers. Um, everything's not going to be in that budget when the final document is you know, put to ink and passed and adopted. Uh, no one ever gets all that they want. You're hearing that discussed at the federal level right now. Um, you hope that the compromise is a real compromise where all sides will listen to. But at the end of the day, those adjustments we're waiting on locally, um, we're waiting. A, a really big issue this session is increasing the city's reimbursement for school construction. And our state senator, Kathy, also has been working very hard on that with the help of the three House members to raise that to 80%. 
that that's to me the most significant change in state rules that has to happen this year. We're going out to bid to build four new elementary schools. We'll be shutting down three others that will no longer be used because we're building four larger sites. The people gave permission at the ballot to vote, and they voted for those bonds to build new schools, and they did so for the right reasons. We, um, If we renovated the existing seven elementary schools, the state reimbursement that we would have received <coughs> would have been, as I recall, zero because they're old schools. They don't, the state doesn't want you to put money and have it wasted. So by building newer schools and by getting this change that Kathy and the others are working on, uh, it's going to cost us even less money, about 80% of it reimbursed. That's a, a huge assistance for the city of Norwich. We're a distressed municipality, I believe the second most distressed in the state. I don't set the standards to measure that, but the state does. We're trying to lift ourselves out of that. You know, we have development on all ends of Main Street, in the middle of Main Street, on downtown. Uh, we have that new uh, company, uh, Navarro, uh, making industrial glass. Uh, they are do- doing very, very well from all the indices I've been told. Um, and we're working on development in other areas. The Elks has a new sign out, has a whole new name, Hotel Calista. It's right out there on the lawn. I'm sure that they're getting ready to open. That's a boutique hotel, you know, with the development of the Y, with the Matic Construction Company. This is very public uh, information. This is nothing that anyone hasn't been told about or read about on all these issues. Development in the Reed and Hughes, development at 7791 Main, 14 market rate apartments with new shops, new locations on uh, Water Street and Main Street level. A um, <clears throat> lot going on in the city. Uh, the investments over at West Ledge Apartments used to be the Peachtree Apartments, that horrible fire back in 2008. It's been replaced with 120 brand new units of two and three bedroom market rate apartments. Beautiful facilities over there. Um, they pretty much completed everything they had to do. They'll be getting their final certificate of occupancy. There are people already resigning. There are four main buildings over there. That's all done. Uh, work at the Hail Mill continues on. Um, th- there's a lot of activity. You know, we, uh, we've got 555 Norwich Avenue. Um, Brian Birchman used to run Surplus uh, Sports Unlim- over there. Surplus Unlimited? No, no Surplus Sports, I think sports. it was. Sports, okay, that's right. Uh, motorcycles, uh, Honda vehicles. Um, I think they s- sold skidoos, you know, for water, recreation, things like that. Um, I remember delivering there when I was a UPS driver years and years ago. Uh, that's renovated to the extent where the brownfield remediation has been completed. We, are, we were able to secure a grant of almost $800,000 to assist the developer with that. When that's fully built out, there'll be another 145 new units, just as beautiful as the existing units that are already at Panema Mills, buildings 1, 2, and 3. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot going on. The hills continue to expand across the road from them. That's another Gabby development, just like West Ledge development. A lot going on in town. So <clears throat> there's apartments for the jail site coming up. Yes, that's a developer out of Hartford. Mm-hmm. Um, the old uh, county jail was up on that hill. He purchased the land. I, I believe it's 31 units of housing mm-hmm. that will be there. 
uh, with beautiful views of the river and the surrounding hills all around the towns, including the, the hills in Norwich. Um, <coughs> that's moving forward through the whole process of approval locally. So, uh, in your opinion, uh, naturally nobody likes anything to be cut, but uh, obviously some things do. Is there some areas that you feel that um, are wasteful with money that we spend? You're talking locally now. Locally now. Locally, yeah. um, We always demand that if we're spending money that there be a return to the mm-hmm. taxpayers. Uh, our city manager, I trust very much. Um, he demands the same things. We communicate all the time. Um, our goal this year is to not allow any increase in the mill rate at all, and if we can lower it, we're going to work very hard to do that. I don't have the final product. We're still waiting on those other revenue estimates, special ed and those taxing districts. That could re- realize another million and a half dollars. Now, how we apply it locally, um, that'll be the, the deciding uh, de- factor mm-hmm. by the council. And, the, and now we're back to seven members. <clears throat> by the way, if you, uh, this segment of our program, Mayor Peter Nystrom is with us, Mayor of Norwich. And you're welcome to take this opportunity to ask him a question. About your town, 889-5252, of course, is our telephone number. My friend Kevin was in the uh, Dodd Stadium, and he was talking about... He said, mention this to Peter today when he comes in, that <clears throat> it's a beautiful stadium, and uh, how can we uh, get the word out for people to take more advantage of it? Well, last year, the gentleman was hired as a consultant, Miles Prentice, who's the owner of the college team now, brought in a gentleman named Jay Williams. This was is a man of high pedigree when it comes to the baseball world. He was a vice president for George Bush when he owned the Texas Rangers <laughs> for 15 years. He worked 15 years with Nolan Ryan as a vice president for his AAA program. Um, he's well known throughout the community of baseball, that which has survived the commissioner's actions. I think when it they, did pick up a little <clears throat> last year, too, didn't it? Uh, Yes, they did. Uh, They averaged 1,367 people per game for the college, which I thought was pretty remarkable. It was 500 more than the last year for the single-A program. That's great. Um, I was at opening night. Uh, I was with Miles Prentice that night for a little bit. Saw more than half the game. Poorly threw out the first pitch. (laughs) My right shoulder shot. Can't throw anymore. I did bounce it to the plate, I confess. Should have done it left-handed. I should have thrown it underhanded. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they were looking at about 4,000 in attendance for opening night, which is very, very good. Um, <clears throat> the lines for food never diminished, and there were 100 people long throughout the whole time I was there. I was there through five innings, five and a half innings. That's wonderful to hear. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm hopeful. Um, college ball is is good baseball. These kids are looking to excel. They're looking to move up to the next level. Everybody on that bench hustles. Every player there has is, comes there with a, a big heart and a drive to succeed. And it's really good baseball. And if you haven't gone to a game up there, they're the Sea Unicorns now in this college league, you really should go catch a game. It's inexpensive. It's good family fun. And you can also catch games for the Mystic Schooners, Dennis Long's program. Is playing up there for the second season. You've got over 70 baseball games of college-level, high-level college games happening up there, and you should check it out. You really should. Um, it's a plus for the community, the region. 
And uh, you never know who's watching them. No, scout, for future. scouts are there scouts all are the there. time. And the nice thing about these kids, they're from local college teams. Their college team is announced when they're out in the field, when they come up to bat, uh, when they make a great play in the outfield. I saw some fantastic plays in the outfield from both teams. The Vermont Muckrakers were there that night. Um playing against I see unicorns. It was really, really good. You know, Friday night home games, there's fireworks for the families. Um it's really good fun, good entertainment. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, my question to to the mayor is uh where Peace Tree Apartments used to be, they have new apartments there right now. Yes, sir. Uh is the North uh getting any tax revenue from the apartments yet? Uh, tax revenue is being collected. Yes, sir. Annually. Yes, sir. Pete, well, we've got you here. Um, the other things that we need to know uh, for our town here, it's nice that you come in periodically and update the folks. I wanted to just talk a little bit about the marina. Sometimes we do get people that say they don't feel comfortable there. Other people say it's a wonderful spot. Do we need more... Uh, Assistance from the police in the area there? Well, I'm concerned about assistance with our police across the whole city. Um, We have a police chief who's working very, very hard to fill the ranks of those approved positions. I can tell you that we now have 13 women on our police force, the highest number that I've ever been associated with as a mayor or a councilman or a state rep. they're working very, very hard to bring people in who are qualified. They go through the academy. They come back. Um, we got to get those numbers up. We need more police on the street. If, if your point is well taken. Uh, I want to see full community policing restored. For a time, we, we haven't been able to do that. We targeted community policing areas, the downtown, which includes the waterfront. We targeted Greenville, Taffel previously. Um, when I was mayor the first term all those years ago, God, I sound old when I talk like that. Um, Don't tell me about old. <laughs> I, um, we actually used community development dollars, and we created a sergeant's position. I still remember the young man, Sergeant Peter Camp, a wonderful job. He has since retired and moved on to the state's attorney's office. Uh, but he was in charge, and we had six community police officers assigned. Um, we just had a local meeting with a downtown businessman yesterday, uh, last week, I should say, about getting people walking on the streets again in downtown, Taffville, Greenville. Um, and that's not to say they don't get out of their cars now, but they have responsibilities, all areas of the city. And so just as we've upgraded the radio technology to assist in communications with our police, and we're doing the same thing with our, all our fire departments, um, we need to get community policing back. And, and that's the way I would answer that question. I have the chief on periodically, and yeah, he's always talking. They're looking for people uh, to get involved, be policemen, and uh, yep. I hope we can get some more. You're in the air. Welcome. Hi. Yes. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi there. Good morning. Hey, listen. Uh, I have a, a question for the mayor. Um, I live over here in Norwich, uh, right off of um, Press Street, and. Um, Behind my property, I have a couple of sheds, and there's uh, a tree that's on the city property. There was actually a road there, but it's not a road because it's wetlands back there. 
And I just wonder who do I contact to have them come out and look at that tree and either cut it down or trim it up before it falls on my shed. I'm trying to prevent something from happening. You know what I mean? Certainly. Um, you can call my office direct, and we'll, we'll search it out for you, contact the departments. Um, are you referring to a paper street that was never built? Right, yep. Oh, yeah, yep. there's a exactly. number of those across yep. the city. Yeah, let me give you my office phone number right now. Oh, yeah. It's 860-823-3742. Uh, 823-37? 42. 37-42, yeah. That may roll over to Mrs. Kuprak, who's my secretary, because her cell phone and that uh, main line number are tied together. So if she's okay. out of the office, she has a cell phone with her. We try not to miss calls that way. Okay. Um, Do you, when would you like me to call? You, you can call as soon as you hang up. <clears throat> okay, okay. And, and if she doesn't answer, that means she may be on a call itself, or she right. maybe has stepped out of the office. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, message, I wouldn't wait right? at all. Don't yep. worry, Bonnie. He'll get the message for you. Thank uh-huh. you. Okay. It's, uh, it's great when you come on. We get all these interesting calls. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, hi. Hi, Pete. Larry Rice. Larry, how are you today? Good. First of all, thank you very much for the uh, very hard work that you did in, uh, in uh, getting Bill Nash uh, elected. I want to say thank you for, for that. Second of all, we can take half the uh, ball players from Dodge Stadium. I've seen them play also, and we can take them... And bring him to Fenway Park and replace half the pathetic Red Sox players. Uh-oh. I knew that was coming, Larry. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and I think you'll agree with me on that one if you've seen the defense in the last two weeks. And number three, uh, on the paving in the city streets of knowledge. Uh, I happened to drive down to London Turnpike, and they just finished paving. Beautiful job. They just finished paving uh, Melrose Park. And uh, this is a little shocking to me. I don't know who has the final say on what roads get paved, but Melrose Park, as you know, is uh, very little dead-end street, very, very slightly traveled. There's no cars there at all, and the road was in decent shape. And why would they pave that road when the London Turnpike from East Great Plains all the way down to the Mohegan uh, Casino line there, that whole stretch is a disgrace, total disgrace. And that road is heavily traveled and should be fixed, like, immediately. So my my question to you is on that. Who who has to say on what roads are going to get paved and what roads aren't going to get paved? All right, Larry, thanks for and the thank question. You. I'll hang up and listen. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Larry. Well, the assessment is done through Public Works Department, Public Works Director, the City Engineer, um, one of the divisions in Public Works. They work directly on that subject, and, and they make an assessment, and it's based on assessments. It's based on dollars available, sometimes if there's other work taking place in some areas, they will wait. For example, if, if there was um, work done on a sewer main or water lines, that they're going to coordinate that with NPU in order to make sure that the road is paved only once. Uh, there's a very sincere effort to make sure that that happens. Uh, sometimes if there's a, a water main break, and we've seen that happen even on West Main Street, which is Route 82, which is a state road, um, that will unfortunately result in maybe a whole new surface that the state may have done uh, being cut into, but you have to address those utility issues. Um, But there is an assessment process. Um, There's a list of roads that are set aside and planned for each yearly cycle. 
again, but sometimes they have to uh, adjust that schedule based on other things that occur. They have to be flexible enough, but the city tries to uh, get to those roads that are clearly not safe and tries to get those done. WICH, nobody home there. Let's um, take a little break. When I come back, talk a little bit. We do have a blight inspector. We'll be right back. Stu Brown with your WICH. Mayor Peter Nystrom is joining us. Uh, answering your questions, you're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. How are you? Good, sir. I got two questions. One for each of you. Okay. Oh, you're first. Uh, is the Dairy Queen deal tomorrow? No, no, it's a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. June oh, 13th. Make sure you write that down, 11 to 1. Maybe we can corral Pete to come down. Yes, that'd be He's great. He's already scheduled. He's coming down. Great. Okay, my next one is for Pete. Mm-hmm. The Route 82 bus stops, where they stop on Route 82 to pick their passengers up, who maintains the litter around them places? They're filthy. Uh, actually, the, that should be handled by those who advertise in those, but I've had similar complaints about this. Um, and I would hope that the public who make use of those bus stops would have enough respect for the environment, the land, the roads, to not throw trash there either. Yeah, uh, I agree with you 100% on that. But, you know, if those bus stops weren't right on Route 82, they were off into the parking lots like, like Walmarts, it, that'd free up a lot of traffic congestion on Route 82. Them buses stop and they, they got the whole thing messed up. Uh, I think we'd get a, quite a pushback from seat that their drivers would have to pull into the parking lots. I don't think you're wrong on that matter, but I understand their goal. Their goal is to, to meet their, 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 their route patterns, pick up the people. People are waiting sometimes to go to work when they're waiting for that bus, and if the bus ends up being delayed... Um, I know it's a balancing act, but you're right, because basically you get pulled behind a bus and it's a billboard and you can't see. You know, I'll see the bus over to Walmart, loading, unloading, whatever, and the minute it pulls out, it hits the brakes at that first bus stop. Now he's half out and half in. Oh, what a cluster that is, I'll tell you. And uh, maybe the state and the town could get together and work on something with that. If they pull out five minutes later, they're halfway out in Route 82. Right, sir. I'm glad you brought it up. I know. I know the one he's referring to. It's a very short distance. Um, That does make some sense. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, sir. Could be a scheduling adjustment there. Perhaps pick it up on the next pass. Uh, How many? How many car washes more are we going to get on Route 82? Well, we lost one, but it looks like we've got one on the corner. One where the um, um, there was a physical therapy service there on the corner of that and Boehner's Court. That's another one going in. There's one across the street at the mobile gas station. So yeah, at the yeah. minute, there's I guess there's three. It must be good business. We could be in the Guinness Book of Records, <laughs> the cleanest cars in the yeah. country. Right? I think I'll put a hose on from my house car wash. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, have a good one, fellas. Speaking of thank that, you. i got to get my car washed. It was a bird convention over the weekend. Oh, okay. I get hit all the time it's where amazing. we live. Amazing. <laughs> so uh, we do have a uh, a blight inspector now. Yes, we do. And the person is working very hard 
Uh, my experience with that person is pretty responsive. We call in things that I see as I'm traveling around town, and I find a pretty quick response. Um, it's difficult to keep up. I would like to take this opportunity to remind every taxpayer who owns a home that they are entitled to two free bulky waste pickups per year. All that has to happen is you schedule it within about a week of the, getting it scheduled. They'll show up. So the advice is put it out just the day before it's scheduled to be picked up. Don't put it out a week in advance and then call Help your neighbors so that the unsightliness that's created by leaving it out there is short, short term. But I also want to emphasize, if you rent an apartment, you're also entitled to a bulky waste pickup twice a year, and it's free. Again, it's a matter of calling, scheduling, and working with our company who manages this. Put it out the day before you've been notified. They will pick it up. Work with us, and we can remove blight from our eyes. That's a great thing. I bet a lot of people don't know that. I put it in the newsletter, the NPU, at least once a year, but I have a chance to talk about it, emphasize it again. If you rent an apartment or you own a home, you are entitled to two free bulky waste pickups. Please don't put things out early. who would we call, Pete? Uh, The phone number is online. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Willimantic Waste Management is the company we contract with. They make call it something else now. That's what it was when I delivered things to them for UPS when I covered Roots and Willimantic. But that's some years ago now. You can go on the city's website. Uh, the, the numbers are listed there. Um, you make that phone call. You know what? I should start carrying that with me. Next time I come up here, I'll have mm-hmm. that number so I can call it right okay, out. Okay, you can call me anytime or I'll call the office. And I will call it back number. into you, yes. So when you say bulky waste, how do you categorize it? It's furniture, it's, it's, it's broken you know, couches, chairs, you see them on the roadside. Um, appliances, there's some limitations on what you can put out. And there's some limitations on what can be accepted at the transfer station as well. I should put out a description and a summary of all of that which they can take. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason to put trash of that nature, bulky waste type stuff. I'm not talking about food garbage, things like that. That needs to go in the receptacle that's provided. I'm talking about a broken couch. I'm talking about chairs. I'm talking about debris. You know, if, if you're renovating a room, you're taking out sheetrock or old horse and lath. We have a lot of older homes in our city with the wood attached and stuff like that. Schedule a pickup and then put it out the day before it's to be picked up. And then you're working with the city, working with the system, and keeping the blight out of our eyesight as we travel through our town. That's a wonderful thing. It it's would a, help It's a help really a great thing, and um, I'll bet a lot of listeners will take advantage of that. I hope so. <clears throat> Let me take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. How about mattresses? Mattresses, uh, things yep, like that? that and things just like that. Don't put a mattress out and then call for a pickup. Call for a pickup, get the day scheduled, put the mattress out the day before, or if you're up early, you can put it out that morning. You know they're coming. Excellent. We'll be right back. Here's an opportunity for you to speak to Mayor Peter Nystrom on our this segment of our program. Welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, I have a question in regards to on West Main Street. There's a cannabis dispensary coming in. Are they just waiting for their permits or the city to approve it or something? Does Pete know about this? You're talking about Zen Leaf on West Main? 
Yeah, yeah, next to that new car yeah. wash by Banners Court. They, they should be opening uh, clearly within this month. Okay. Is yep. that something that, you know, for the public, or is that for, like, medical uh, use only? No, no, this this is public consumption. I, I guess I'll call it that, public use. Um, no, that's not a medical facility. That's not oh, medical okay. marijuana, no. <clears throat> there are some that are both. If you go across the state, some of those who had medical dispensaries are able to apply for a license to do both uh, types of sales, but that's not yeah. one of them, no. No, because it seemed like that one kind of snuck in under the radar. I didn't notice that a friend of mine pointed it out to us over the weekend. So I'm just wondering if... I didn't realize it was coming that soon. Within a right, month. right. They've right. been working very, very hard to... Uh, they deconstructed the interior that used to be a medical office building. I believe it was a Dr. Anderson. I remember being over yep. there when our kids were little because we lived on mm-hmm. Thamesville at the time. Uh, <clears throat> no, that, that's been very public, the fact that they're going there. We talk about this all the time. Um, oh, okay. We have a cannabis grower that will be occupying the old Mr. Biggs on the 8th Street Bridge. I uh, heard about that one, yeah. They're going forward. There's another one <clears throat> that not anywhere near as far ahead as they are, uh, but over on 4th Street, down at the end, past the Central Fire Department. <clears throat> uh, there's a facility okay. that w- will be located there uh, as well. There are discussions with private owners of property um, in other parts of the city. I can't disclose them right now. Uh, because right. I don't know that the deal's done. Uh, but that's where another uh, commercial retail site would be for the sale. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so well, thank so you, our, sir. All of that so could our, rent it, so, so, g- generate so our, our, almost, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, between 700 and eight, the 700 and maybe a million dollars in revenue to the city. That represents oh, the 3% of their sales. Now, yeah. the, the law requires that those monies be used in six or seven specific categories, whether it's public safety-based, mental health issues, uh, treatment, all those kinds of things. The law, and I don't have the list in front of me, are required that those funds be used. But it, it does provide some resources c- because with anything that is allowed under the law in the state of Connecticut, there are consequences. We don't want negative consequences because the state decided to pass this law allowing this to take place. So right. at least they are providing resources for us to, to deal with those issues. And it's our job locally to direct people to positive uh, actions, activity, use, safe use, no driving. You cannot smoke and drive. That's impairment. You will be stopped. You will be punished. It's just like alcohol, it's no different. You do not right. smoke and drive. Right. Well, that's quite an answer there, Peter. I didn't realize right, there thank, was that much. Thank, yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for bringing right. that up. You too. Man. So each municipality makes a choice whether they want it in their area. That's how and, it works. And many towns have said no. Some towns have passed uh, moratoriums. I think the town of Waterford passed a moratorium for a year a few months ago. Um, other towns have ignored the entire issue and haven't addressed it, yay or nay. Um, so, if they ignore it, it's probably a nay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Pete. Uh, I have a weird feeling about it. But, uh, I wasn't in favor of the law. I thought it was a mistake. Um, 
the way they gained enough support to pass the law was by giving towns the right to uh, not permit it. Mm-hmm. If it could have gone anywhere, it never would have passed. The thing that bothers me, for one thing, is uh, you say, well, don't smoke and drive, but it's difficult to tell. You know, there's no test um, like alcohol, is there? You're talking about testing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure some an attorney will challenge things of that nature. I mean, but if you pull someone over and they roll the window down and the room or the car is full of oh, smoke. Oh, well, you can smell it, yeah. Um, it's clear that they're using it while driving. That itself is illegal. Um, the other thing about marijuana, if you use it, it stays in your body for over 30 days that you could test it and find it in the blood, I believe. Now, a medical person may correct me, but I believe it will show up in your blood. We know it shows up in your hair follicles. So taking a hair sample, you'll know that this person is using marijuana. I couldn't afford to lose any hair samples. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, just be smart. If if you're going to purchase it, do so and use it only off the road, in a home where you are safe, um, keep it away from children. It is not meant to be near children. Children are not to have access to this. It is still a class one illegal drug, according to the federal government. You better not be buying it and then getting it to younger people because you will be charged. I guess it would be suspicious if your car has tons of air freshener in it. Maybe that would uh, Maybe. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Oh, last two in a row there. Okay, let me take a little break. We'll be right back. We have a few more minutes with Mayor Peter Nystrom. You know which Mayor Peter Nystrom is joining us today with Stu, and let's get to some more calls. Welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. What's your question yes, for the mayor? Yes, Peter. Yes, I'm sure you've heard this before, but the uh, house on the corner of Lafayette and Washington Street, I'm wondering why that hasn't been condemned and the people you know, evicted from that property and it torn down. It's a complete eyesore. It's disgusting, really, to drive into the city of Norwich and look at that. I mean, why hasn't something been done? I mean, this has been a long time. Thank you. That's it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yes, I really wish the person who owned that house, and if he's listening, I'm asking him to please cut his grass, trim his hedges, at least shape them. He, I think he does some of that for privacy, and I, I want to respect privacy, but the grass clearly should be cut and any other things to clean up his I mean if he's living there you know I remember that home when his parents were alive because I remember knocking on those doors um, it was a beautiful home um, and I, I really think um, the caller probably feels like most people I know when I go by it I, I have to question why it's gone this far so if if a car is a, if a if a home is really uh, let down and it's a real eyesore and uh, there must be a point when it can be addressed legally or not uh there there can be issues taken uh, at some point it reaches the level of blight mhm uh and if i think they, if it's I dangerous think, i suppose I, well it it can be dangerous for the homeowner too trying to leave that driveway thinking about it mm-hmm. how do you see someone coming from the left I don't know if you can anymore. Um, but, I again, if he's listening, he's a friend, and I, I wish he would make some a, a, attempts there to address those issues. Good morning to you. Thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi, Pete. It's Patrice. Hello. How are you? 
um, trying to hang in there like everybody else. I had to, just quickly here, I had to email the city manager's office about some blasting done that was uh, done behind the gas station recently because it's doing damage to residents around there. Um, I have a question for you. Um, <clears throat> there was a business, a car wash that took on the corner by across the street by ShopRite from the fire station. When they buy that land, is there any way that the city is notified of uh, a, a business they want to put in? Because they did a lot of damage to the to the people in that area when they they took that old foundation down and it caved everybody's bodies in. I, you know, we need to address what's going on with sign permits. We need we need to uh, do they. When when land is for sale and it's going up to be a business, is the city notified? They're notified at the time of application. Generally, someone looking to buy commercial property will have some preliminary discussions with a department like the building department, for example. Uh, they may check with the city clerk's office uh, to okay. check the, the deeds of the property. All those kinds of things usually happen. Um, If there's a license that's required for operations, uh, generally permits have to be granted before the license can be granted, particularly if it's a license with the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Uh, That has to happen. Um, But generally, the sale itself is not something the state is notified of until generally it's over. Um, We don't don't get into that kind of detail. Pick up a foundation or something. Can Maybe you identify that? How they're actually going to do it? Can you identify that specific address more? Um, it's been vacant for a really, really long time. It's directly diagonal from the mobile station, right across from the fire station. Oh, it is Great Plains. When you take a left to go to the college, yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's six eighty four West Main, mm-hmm. I there believe. You go. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I yeah. appreciate it. Yep. Bye-bye. Um, I have not heard of any concerns or complaints and was not aware any blasting was done there. I saw backhoes and other operations. Um, I'm going to ask and find out. Sometimes Pete forget about the the good things that are in town, you know, the theater, and uh, they have so many great artsy things. And uh, I guess we probably discussed it some more, maybe uh, more signs, better signs when people come into the city. We're talking and having discussions about the the technique known as wayfaring, mm-hmm. and that's where you use signage and um, symbols mm-hmm. and so forth to help direct people to locations they may be looking for. Everybody you know has a cell phone, they say, and every cell phone has a garmin or some type of um, app within it to help direct you to where you want to go. But I think it's the responsibility of a city to assist patrons, for example. If you want to support restaurants in an area of your city, I mean, the city, we had discussions last week, I mentioned that earlier, with a downtown business owner about improving wayfaring and signage throughout all of downtown, directing people how to get to a location, not just have them rely on cell phones or or maps. God forbid you're reading the map while you're driving. You don't want to do that. Um, But we're we're looking into those issues uh, so that we... 
it makes it more navigable your town people know for example where there's parking going to be downtown you know there's over 3,000 parking spots in downtown but they're separated they're behind buildings they're down short little streets mm. I mean it's an older downtown the structures still reflect the architecture <clears throat> well over 120 130 years ago in some cases and we want to retain those historic buildings um, so we're going to be looking to improve and address those issues something good well that many that many parking spaces that's very interesting you're in the air welcome hi how are you good we're um, we're here with Pete yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you're you're there with Peter. Um, first of all, on on marijuana, you said keep it away from your children. Keep it away from your animals too. Like Good in point. New York City, a lot of dogs are going through problems because they'll um, get the marijuana when they're walking them. Um, but the the corner of New London Turnpike, where that new new um, um, car wash is going up. First of all, do we have any can we stop them building tons of, of car washes? We already have four, and now they're building two more. And one is out of, and then there's another one that's out of business. I mean, it just seems like they're using up our land for things that may not be profitable. Um, you know, the one across from Dunham Street, that one's out of business. And yet they're building two more on West Main Street. You've got one in the gas station at Mobile. Right. You've got, you know. I'll let Pete respond to that. Thank you. All right. Uh, the one on Dunham is out of business. I think that had more to do with the six roundabout proposal. Uh, that would have ended access to that site as well as the uh, elimination of the Sunoco gas station. That's one thing I'm particularly interested in. What happens to those two gas stations? The one across the street on Dunham Street itself that was targeted for removal because of that original design, which again is now being changed. Um, we don't set limits on development like that. Um, they used to be the blue laws in the state and in the city where you set limits on where package stores were, where gas stations were. Uh, most of those are gone by the wayside. Um, I, it's their responsibility, those who are building that car wash to demonstrate to me that, and, and merely to themselves, I shouldn't say me, that the market share is there for them to, to make a money, to make sure. a profit. And if it's not, it's their own fault. Absolutely. When they see the competition and you still think it's going to be advantageous, let's see, we, whoops, we lost somebody there. Can I talk about one thing? Yes. A little we, bit of time. We have so three minutes. Sure, go on ahead. On Wednesday is the native son and daughter luncheon. Mm-hmm. And Wally Lamb, oh, Wally, yes. our local author, is the native son. He's being recognized and honored for all his wonderful work. Um, I'm very proud of that. Uh, I've known his family all my life, literally. Our dads worked together at Norwich Public Utilities. I want to give a shout-out for him. He will be recognized on Wednesday here at the Native Son and Daughter Luncheon. And I'm really looking forward to being there to be part of that. Boy, he certainly is worthy of that recognition. My Absolutely. Goodness. And, and I want to give one shout-out further. Uh, Bill Nash won the special election. Bill Nash was sworn in the next day on the 25th of um, last month. And I'm looking forward to him rejoining the city council tonight at the local council meeting. And uh, I'm looking forward to what he brings to the city. He's a man of great compassion, kindness, um, he has a strong backbone, but at the same time, 
I, I, I really look forward to him being part of the mix of seven again. I know it's, it's going to help the city very much. So I want to say welcome, Bill Nash. Take one quick call for Peter, then we got to wrap it up. What's your question, please? Hello, what's your question? Uh, Stu, uh, Pete, Marty Shapiro, how are you doing? Hey, Marty. Good to hear you. Listen, uh, with regard to what the lady said with regard to the car washers, you know, she doesn't think they'll be profitable. I mean, why is she worried about that? The city's going to, they're going to pay the city taxes. And as you pointed out, uh, uh, after she called that, uh, the, the owners, the builders, the developers for those particular businesses, that's their worry. They have to be, con- <coughs> hopefully they're convinced that they're going to have enough volume to, ser- to, to be profitable and, and uh, so forth. So uh, I don't know. I, all right, Marty. Thanks. Thanks for calling, buddy. We got a news That's break. Appreciate it. I think I'm going to get my car washed on the way home today. Actually, Pete, it's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Always enjoy coming here, listening to the callers, and the viewers, we have a, listeners. Have a meeting tonight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. We begin. Yep. Okay, my friend. Thanks for all your calls, folks. It's nice when the mayor checks in with us so we can speak with you and uh, we're going to get to the news then our lunchtime oldie break hope to see you at Dairy Queen I'm going to be there Stu I'm not going to miss it